and welcome to another new episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. It is day three here in the Zen Room, episode 103, I believe, if I did my math correctly. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the serendipitous Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. And how are you this fine evening, Tommy? I'm fine. You're fine? It's just a matter of counting, you know, if like if last week was 102. Yes, I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but yes, we are at 103. Tonight. Okay. <laughs> All right, I just, you said math, and I was like, well, no, it's just counting. Yes, I know, but even that I can fuck up. Okay, so, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? Doing good. No, nothing. Taking it easy. Play's over, so... What'd you do for New Year's? For New Year's, we just stayed here at home, had our friends John and Sheila over, sat, talked, laughed, drank, ate, watched the ball drop. They left. We came here, played video games, and went to bed. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a night. <laughs> it was. Could have been uh, any Thursday. Yeah, right. No, it's just a quiet night, you know? We don't, we don't do a big New Year's celebration anymore, you All know? right, good, good. Well, you know what? You're old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's a lot. It's just the whole trouble of going out there, That's and then the old the drunk drivers out there, and the yeah. cops out there, so you got to watch what you're drinking, and it's like, we can do all that home here, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, So that's what we do. And uh, how was it? It was okay. We had a nice night. And then the next morning, Sheila came back over, because John stayed over, and Steela, uh, St- Stephen made um, uh, French toast. Oh, dear. Yes, French toast on New Year's Day. French toast on New Year's. Is that some yes. sort of tradition for somebody? I guess I guess it is. We've 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 done that before. You've done it before. Okay. Yes, we have. Waffles? Hoffle, the challah bread. Okay. Yeah. So then, no, you're not doing waffles and you're doing... No, we did French toast. French challah bread. <laughs> French challah. Yeah, so that was how we spent our New Year's. That was nice. Yeah, and how did you spend your New Year's? Uh, working. Yeah. Yeah. Where was the theater? There was a an event at the theater. And how was the event? Uh, very busy. Yeah. Very crowded. Really? Uh, yeah, very busy. Very busy. So, um, the next, you know, I was in horrible pain. Okay. But it was fun. Cool. You know, New Year's Eve. Yeah, excellent. Well, before we go on to our regular segments, I'm bringing up a story that came up here last week on Long Island. Oh, my goodness. And it involves someone, actually, who I believe was involved in the Long Island theater community for oh, a while. Dear. According to other people in the community. Okay. There is a teacher named Michael Califano. He was the third grade elementary school teacher at Re- Maria Regina School, I guess. Yeah, and part of the uh, diocese, diocese of Rockville Center. Mm-hmm. I guess he'd been teaching there for seven years, was well liked and respected by the students and community. Well, it seems, I guess, that someone anonymously reported to the diocese about a Facebook post showing him kissing his boyfriend. So they fired him for uh, engaging in a behavior not part of the Catholic lifestyle. And the community, both the students and the parents, are up in arms about this now. They had protests. They've had protests. I've already signed the petition. It's on change.org. I've already signed. I believe they've started a GoFundMe drive for him because his insurance runs out, I think, like in February or March. Well, yeah, he's out of a job. Yeah, he's out of a job. So he's, from what I've been reading in the news reports, he's being very kind. He actually went to Sunday Mass 
at the church in Rockville Center, surrounded by uh, students of his. And he was like, you know, I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm here to say Mass. You know, not say Mass, but take part in Mass. And so that's what's going on. It's just kind of ridiculous. After the Pope, just like a week or so ago, said, okay, we're going to put our blessing on same-sex unions. It ain't going to be marriage, but we're going to put our blessing on same-sex unions. Because the Pope said it doesn't mean that millions of people are going to change what's in their hearts and heads. I know. Certainly not overnight. Well, it seems that the only one who's having a stink about this is the hierarchy in the Diocese of Rockville Center. The bishop there. The bishop. What's his name? I have no idea. I don't know. Must be something like Mel. <laughs> Bishop Mel. Mel. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if you're yeah, out there and you think this is shameful and disgraceful as we do, sign the change.org petition. Just go to the website, type in Michael Califano. I'm sure you'll find something. If you're a member of the Catholic Church here on Long Island, maybe contact some of the church hierarchy especially those who oversee the Diocese of Rockville Center, to see if they can correct this injustice. And, yeah, I mean, that's really about all I can tell people to do. Okay. Right? How many people do you think are going to do it? You, you never know. You don't know. You don't know. Lots of people, thousands of people have already signed a petition. Last I looked, and that was yesterday, over 10,000 had already signed it. Oh. So I don't even know what the numbers are today. Well, good for them. Yeah, so. It's so stupid. It's just, it's... It's like, grow up. Come on. Mm. No, the only one who's having a problem with this is you guys. Did you see the picture? Not your constituents, not your kids, not your parents. Did you see the picture, the kiss? Yes, I saw it. Because it was his boyfriend who who had the picture up there. Yes. It was was from like months ago. Fully dressed, standing outside. Yeah, it was a regular kiss. (laughs) It was like, oh my God, what was, no, it's like, come on, give me a break. So that's the story on that. And that's on the bishop. He, the bishop made that decision. Of course. Is it a bishop or is it a... No, it's a bishop. It's a bishop? Yeah. So now people aren't from what I understand. They're trying to contact his, you know, his bosses. They're even trying to con- contact the, the Pope in Rome well, about this. Who's the bishop's boss? The bishop's I, uh, boss would be like a cardinal? A cardinal, yeah. I don't know who the cardinal for the area is. I don't think there are as many cardinals as there are bishops. No, there's probably, yeah, there's like, definitely more bishops. The United States probably only has, like... Five or ten cardinals? I don't know. I'm not. I don't either. I'm not well versed in the Catholic. Catholic hierarchy. So on that note, we'll move on to our next segment. Yeah, it's time for some heavy petting. <coughs> so, what are we petting? Well, this is about a recent New York State law that was passed. A law? Yes. Retail pet stores are now banned from selling dogs, cats, and rabbits in New York State. The goal is to end the puppy mill uh, to pet store pipeline and prevent animals from being sold by abusive breeders. So no pet store is allowed to sell puppies no more. Or cats or rabbits. Okay. I guess everything else they can sell. Well, is is there a problem with... Like lizards or... I don't know. Birds? I have no idea. Uh, I mean, how many hamsters do you have to save, for fuck's sake? I mean... I can't remember the last time I saw an actual pet store anywhere. Oh, my God, they're everywhere. Really? I see reptile houses, like, uh, you know, now and then. There's one in, far- in South Farmingdale, actually. Reptile? Oh, reptile. Reptile houses. Okay. You know, they sell reptiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snakes and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. But I can't remember the last time I saw a pet store. That's where people get their food. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Pet food supplies. 
You get your blankets, you get your chew stuff, you get that one toy. I mean, now we have all the the, the big brands like uh, PetSmart and Petco. Petco. But they're not allowed to sell animals no more. Or puppies or kittens or bunnies. Oh, my. I'm, I don't think, I don't know because they don't really sell dogs at those locations. I mean, I, I've seen fish on sale there. Fish, perfect example. Yeah, but I've never seen dogs. I've seen rescue groups that come in there. Yes, you know, to attract customers to adopt dogs, but right? I've never seen any dog sales in any of those kind of big brand name stores like that. All right, so good. Yeah, so that's some kind of good news, right? Go to a shelter. Go to a shelter, get a dog. Yeah, please. Yeah, if you need a dog, go adopt one. There's plenty out there. So now we move on to our Dictionary of Dogs, our Canine Compendium. Compendium. We are up to the letter T. Mm, mm, T, 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 Tibetan Mastiff. No, but you're in the right direction. T, 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 Terrier. Uh, t, uh, hmm, T. Give me a hint. It's from an island. It's from an island. It's a dog from an island with a T. And what did I say? That was close. You said Tibetan. Tibetan Mastiff. I don't know. It is the Taiwan dog, formerly known as the Formosan Mountain Dog. Okay. I'll show you a little picture of it. That is it. That is the Formosan Mountain Dog, now known as the Taiwan Dog. The Taiwan Dog. Because the island was formerly known as Formosa, but then when the Chinese nationalists left the uh, left mainland China during the Chinese Civil War Revolution, they went to the island of Formosa and it became known then as Taiwan. So that is the Taiwan Dog. They changed the name of everything, huh? Yeah, right. They be, they were a semi-wild breed prior to the arrival of colonial and foreign powers. They are now used as hunting dogs, guard dogs, stunt dogs, rescue dogs, or simply as companions. They are 19 to 20 inches tall and weigh between 30 and 40 pounds. That's they, not that big. No. Their colors are black, earthy yellow, or yellowish brown. Both of those sound like pee. I know, right? Earthy yellow. Earthy yellow. <laughs> Here was an interesting fact. They are known for their hopping skill when hunting small animals. Okay. <laughs> it says when they are trying to uh, uh, intimidate their target, they will hop sideways back and forth. That must be funny as fuck. I know. I'd like to see that sometime. <laughs> I'll have to look for that. Yeah, for real. Also, when they do uh, hunt, they will bite their target, but they do not hold on to it. Because what will happen is usually it'll hunt in packs, so each dog will bite at the target until basically it's exhausted and collapses. The target? Yeah. And then they leave it there? Until the hunter comes. Do they wait or do they go to the next? No, no, they wait. And so it's known as a high-energy, loyal, affectionate, and intelligent breed that learns very quickly. But they tend to be wary of strangers and sounds, and they can be very uh, fear-aggressive, as they say. Okay. So be careful with it around strangers. It also says that it can be kept as a family pet, but will usually bond with one family member particularly. Okay. Usually mom. And sadly, the debris is now close to extinction. Sad. Yes, due to crossbreeding with dogs brought by the Dutch and the Japanese. And the government of Taiwan is not making any effort at all to preserve the uh, the breed. Even after they were so nice to name themselves after Taiwan. <laughs> yes. And they won't, the government won't even do anything for the them. The Taiwan dog. It doesn't sound like 
much of a like I don't know. There's no there's no selling of the dog in the. It's a Taiwan dog. Well, yeah, I guess you could call it the Taiwan Mountain Dog if you wanted, because it was known as the Formosan Mountain Dog. Well, that's better than. It's like that's the Detroit. Then dog. we'll call it the Taiwan Mountain Dog. Okay. I don't give a fuck what you call it. There's not gonna be too many of them anyway. So by the time they all get the memo, it'll be too late. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Oh, yes. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. Today's birthdays, January 3rd, 1972, uh, Bobby Butler. <laughs> Who's Bobby Butler? I have no idea. Okay. Well, anyway, there's only one birthday here on this list today, and the person is sadly dead. He was born in what is now South Africa on January 3rd, 1892. Nelson Mandela. Nope. He emigrated to with his mother to England when he was three years old and lived with his family in the English countryside, including his Aunt Jane's farm, which was called Bag End. He could read by age four. Bag? Bag End. Bag End. Yep. B-A-G. Yep. Bag. Yep. End. End. Okay. Does that ring a bell with you at all? Not at all. It just sounds silly. Well, he could read by age four and write fluently shortly thereafter. He became interested in constructed languages in his teens due to his cousin's invented language. And at that time, he was studying Latin, Anglo-Saxon, and Esperanto. Oh, dear. He graduated with honors from Oxford in 1915 after studying language and literature. He was married in 1916 and eventually had four children. Starting in 1916, he served the British forces in France in World War I and was at the Battle of the Somme, where over one million soldiers died. Oh, dear. Over a basically five to six month period. Yeah. Wow. Considered one of the bloodiest battles in human history. Oh, my God. In October of that year, he contracted trench fever and he returned to England, where he spent time either recovering in hospitals or just serving at local garrisons. Okay. During that time, he began to write a book called The Book of Lost Tales. Okay. Doesn't ring anything with you? No. Well, that book later became the basis for a book known as The Silmarillion. Does that ring any bells at you? Is my face... No? No. Anyway, after World War I, he became a professor at Oxford, during which time he wrote and published in 1937 a story called The Hobbit. Okay. That, that's, that rings a bell. Okay. Okay, so this is that guy, the Hobbit guy, H.H. H. H. Wolderman. <laughs> he also, during that time, wrote the first two volumes of The Lord of the Rings, okay. which he completed in 1948 and was published in 1954. He retired in 1959. He died on September 2nd, 1973 from a bleeding ulcer and chest infection at the age of 81. You can't... All right, go ahead. That's... This is is the only birthday you could come up with? This was? This was was a big one. J-L-L Tolkien? Close. J-R-R Tolkien. J-R-R Tolkien. Which stands for John Ronald Rule Tolkien. Okay. Now you know what is those initials stand for. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe sometime in the future I might need that information. You just might. You could I bring it up as so cocktail far. banter. Yeah, cocktail banter. Yes, yes. It's one it's all of those invitations that I keep declining. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now that I have some banter, <laughs> uh, we can go discuss the fucking Taiwan dog 
And uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's uh, James Roger Richardson, whatever. Have you ever read The Hobbit? I have not. Have you ever read The Lord of the Rings? I have not. And I guess you haven't seen the movies either. I have not. I think you have no particular interest in the fantasy genre. None. Oh, sorry to hear that. None. It's a a great, great series of books. People like it. It's great. Yeah. I've read read Lord of the Rings twice. Good for you. Yeah. Not for me. No. No. You don't know what you're missing. Uh, so then leave me in bliss. <laughs> so to J.R.R. Tolkien, we say... Happy birthday! Happy birthday! I screwed up again. Yeah? <laughs> there we go. Another dead millionaire. <laughs> Although he was a billionaire. Does that... that... Merch alone, for fuck's sake, J.R.R. Tolkien. I don't think he was alive to enjoy most of it. He died in 73. There were no, like, Hobbit dolls around? There were no, like... Not the big merchandising that we see today with the movies. Did he leave an estate? Or what oh, yeah, his son, his son Christopher administers his estate. And I bet the fuckload ton of it is merch. Well, now it is. I'm sure he now licenses a lot of the stuff out. We now move on to our next segment. <laughs> Who died? Bring out your dead. Yes, Who died? Yes, time for Bring Out Your Dead. We have two deaths this week. Who died? The first was an actor named Tom Wilkinson. Oh, I heard of him. You remember? You may remember him from The Full Monty. He was in the original movie of that. Okay. And in fact, his last screen appearance was in a TV series that was a kind of sequel to The Full Monty. All right. I didn't see it. I heard mixed reviews about it. Okay. But they basically got the whole cast back together again. So when did he die? What happened? He died on December 30th at the age of 75. No cause of death given. He made over almost 80 films from 1976 to 2021, including the film Priest. Did you ever see that? I did see Priest. Oh, I love that movie. I did see And he's Priest. excellent in it. Is he the priest? He's what? He's the, uh, the elder priest who advises okay. the... Main character. Okay. He was excellent in that. Of course, the full Monty. He was in um, Shakespeare in Love. Okay. And also in The Exorcism of Emily Rose. I remember that. That was a good movie, too. Good trial movie about him being held responsible for the death of a girl he says was possessed. Right. Right? He was nominated for a Best Actor Oscar for the 2001 film In the Bedroom, and for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for the 2007 film Michael Clayton. He won the British Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for The Full Monty. He also won an Emmy for Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series for his portrayal of Ben Franklin in the HBO series John Adams. Oh. Who played Thomas Jefferson? In that series, I don't know. Okay. Paul Giamatti played John Adams. It's a good series. Did you ever see it? I think I watched half of it. Oh, you should watch it. It's excellent. Really well done, I thought. Is it historically accurate? Generally so. So, no. I mean, of course, they portray conversations, which you know probably did not ever take place. But, you know, it's a series, you know? Yeah. You can't take it as gospel Uh, truth. You can't even take the gospel as truth. I think (laughs) that's what bothered me about the crown. The ending of The Crown. Was that what you just said? Just stuffing it with... Yeah, but I thought from a viewer's perspective, even as an actor, I thought it was great the way they did it. Where she's, you know, she confronts her younger selves, you know? I enjoyed that. I thought that was well done. Uh, Yeah, okay. Never mind. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's move on. So, also who died on December 31st 
was comedian Shecky Green. Shecky Green. At the age of 97. Could you imagine a world without Shecky Green? I never really got into Shecky Green. It didn't, didn't matter. <laughs> Shecky was, was, was there, whether you believed well, it Well, yes, he was a very big name. He was... Born Fred Sheldon Greenfield in Chicago. He was a popular nightclub comedian in the 50s and 60s. Uh, according to one story, because he was offended by a remark made by Green, Frank Sinatra sent five goons to assault him. Uh, but he said Frank Sinatra saved his life when he said, Okay, he's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Green also suffered from depression, bipolar disorder, stage fright, gambling addiction, panic attacks, Drug abuse and alcoholism. And how long did he live? Oh, uh, he was 97 years old when he died. Doesn't that sound like long enough to live with all of that stuff? Well, from 2003 to 2009, he was unable to perform due to his panic attacks and stage fright. Okay. But then he finally returned in 2009 in Las Vegas. So the answer is no. I guess so. Okay. It just seems like everything's taken away from him. He's What kind of life is that? <clears throat> he can't do anything. He's crippled. Basically emotionally crippled. He can't He can't function. He can't be with people. He can't... I can't argue with that. Yeah. 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 Shecky Green, though. Shecky Green. God damn it. So to Shecky Green and Tom Wilkinson, rest in peace. Move on to our next segment. Today in history! In 1817, the first battery was founded. The first battery, the first (laughs) mass-produced battery, the Duracell AA. And they hooked it up your ass. (laughs) What is it? What happened today? Well, today, on January 3rd, 1938, the Mercury Theater presented this musical after the original production was shut down by the uh, WPA for its attack on capitalism. Uh, Let's see if you recognize this piece of music from it. Familiar to me. Really? Orson Welles was involved in it and John Houseman. You said the Mercury Theater, so I knew that. I don't. Yeah, thank you. The show is The Cradle Will Rock. Okay, and so it shall, but that's all. Written by Mark Blitzstein. Okay. There's actually a movie about it, a fictionalization of the story of the musical and how and why it was shut down. The story about the story of the musical and why it was shut down. Yes. Good film. Good, very good film. I highly recommend it. Okay, I highly doubt it. Also today, in 1959, this state was admitted as the 49th state oh, oh, into oh, oh, the oh, Union. Oh, 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 Alaska. Alaska! Do you know what the nickname for Alaska is? Fuck, it's cold over here. <laughs> the Last Frontier. No, that's not true. Do you know what the capital of Alaska is? Juneau. Juneau is correct. 
Do you know what the largest city in Alaska is? Uh, hold on. I was going to say Trudeau. <laughs> so, no, hold on. Uh, it's not Billings. I, That's I, Montana. I don't know. Anchorage. Anchorage. I was never going to say Anchorage. Did you know that it is the largest state by area, larger than the next three states combined? No. And that's Texas, California, and Montana. That's how big Alaska is. Fucking big. Indigenous people have lived there for thousands of years, and it's believed that the region served as the entry point for the initial settlement of North America. Well, okay. Did you know the Russian Empire was the first to colonize the area, but eventually sold... You can see Russia from Sarah Palin's house. That's right. Don't forget that. So if Russia was going to, like, invade somebody, they're not going to go all the way around Alaska. It's right over there. <laughs> right over there. Go get that. Anyway, they sold it to the United States in 1867 for $7.2 million, which would be the equivalent of $151 million today. Uh, how much is that per acre? I don't know. Cheap. More than half the state is federally owned land containing national forests, parks, and wildlife refuges. That nobody goes to. It was also one of the first states to legalize recreational marijuana. Hold on, maybe some people go. (laughs) (laughs) So, happy Alaska Day. Oh, is today Alaska Day? Well, being I was admitted to the Union, yes. Oh. We just called it that. Okay. We're allowed to do that. Can't we just say, welcome Alaska? We can do that too. But <laughs> stay away from Florida, please. <laughs> You're a good position to stay away from Florida. Maintain that at all times. We now move on to our next segment. And throw Your some extra cold in it. Could you play Yeah, it's time for what day is it? Grapefruit day. No! It is the day of the... Uh, a migrant worker. No. The International Day of Feminine Products. <laughs> no. Okay. First of all, it is the 10th day of Christmas. Okay, 10 Lords of Leaping. Yes, very good. I was about to ask you, remember what the gift was? Yes. Very 56 good. years. Right. Of hearing the fucking song. <laughs> I know the words. I bet you do. I do. But did you know today is also... National Drinking Straw Day. Oh. It commemorates the date in 1888 when Marvin Stone received the patent for the paper drinking straw. Hold on a second. That seems late. Well. In human history. Well, in human history, it is believed that the Sumerians were the very first people to use drinking straws. Archaeologists uh, uh, speculated that they use it to drink beer to avoid the byproducts of fermentation that would have sunk to the bottom. Okay, so that... And they actually found a straw in a tomb that dated back to 3000 BC. So then we're talking about this is the first guy to mass market make money. Yes. From straws. From paper straws. And he used paper. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Because he didn't have plastic back then. Right, right, right. He had no choice. Exactly. So the straw that was found in the Sumerian tomb, mm-hmm. it was a gold tube inlaid with a precious blue stone. Uh, okay, we all know what kind of what kind of straw that was, right? Like, no, are we, we're not going to just automatically figure that as a cocaine straw. <laughs> we're not just going to automatically say that. But wouldn't the cocaine eventually wear down the, the the gold and the blue stone? No, no. Why not? How long does it take for it to to wear down a human person? That's I, just flesh. Well, that's flesh and blood. We're that's talking, right. But and still, but the, the the bone and the but it's got to cause some damage. It's a corrosive. Well, uh, uh, not, uh, okay. 
<laughs> okay. Everything's corrosive. You're corrosive. This conversation <laughs> is corrosive. Oi, my God. <laughs> Eat through concrete. We, Go ahead. we now move on to our next segment, wherein we turn our head and cough. <coughs> Ooh, that was a good one. Yeah, it was okay. Anyway, it seems that hospitals in Massachusetts and Los Angeles are now requiring masks in their facilities because of the increase in COVID cases and hospitalizations. It seems that the new COVID cases are caused by a new variant called JN.1. JN.1. Sounds like a song. JN.1. JN.1. It could be like any song. (laughs) JN.1. Uh, okay. Um, I'm sorry. So yeah. So people get sick, and the hospitals are saying you got to wear a mask. Yep. That's too fucking bad. You got to go to the hospital. You got to wear a mask. Can't can't blame them for that. Too fucking bad. Right. Who's complaining? Who's bitching? No, no one's yet. No one's been. There's been no complaints. Oh yeah, there has. Not yet. It's early yet. There hasn't been any caught on it's camera. It's early yet. You they, know. You know that there's been Karens up in there. Uh, what was it? Boston and L.A. A Massachusetts statewide and in Los Angeles. Massachusetts statewide in Los Angeles. Massachusetts is, mm, they're pretty, they're pretty New England, you know what I mean? Like a little on the tight ass side. It's also considered a somewhat liberal state. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's a state of educated, you know, well-funded people. Connecticut, all similarly. Okay. Okay. And and San Francisco. Yeah. No, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Got to wear a mask. Got to wear a mask. Go into the hospital. You have to wear a mask. You have to wear it to the to, to the piggly wiggly, right? No, you, you just got to wear it to the hospitals. Yes, all right. It's only in the hospitals that are requiring this right now, and that's coming from a hospital. That's that's the hospital saying no, not the state saying you have to. Well, in Massachusetts, it was the state board. Was it? Yeah, that kind of made it mandatory. Good for Los Angeles. I'm not sure. You know, they they really Massachusetts has really like made up for that whole witch burning thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they've really added to human life. Yes. We now move on to our next segment, wherein we take a look into my briefs. And this week, I thought we'd give a little brief summary of the many trials of Donald oh, Trump. I, I Okay. Are you ready? I, I think I know most of it. Okay. But I know it's not possible. Well, I'm going to start from the beginning of my notes here and stuff. Okay. This past Friday, the U.S. Supreme Court rejected a request from special counsel Jack Smith to decide uh, whether former President Trump could be tried on criminal charges that he conspired to overturn the results of the 2020 election without waiting for the case before the issue to first go before a federal appeals court. But the Supreme Court said, no, we're not going to have you leapfrog over the appeals court. Let it take its course. So now the appeals court, that's the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia, uh, they set an argument date on this issue for January 9th. Now, Trump's trial on the January charges, January 6th charges, is currently scheduled for March 4th. So you can see that trial date more than likely is gonna get pushed back more. But no, hold on, because uh, you're, now you're talking about two different cases, and I don't know about which case you speak. Jack Smith is doing the January 6th, right? 
Yeah, he's, he's in charge of that, that prosecution. The whole January But 6th. he's asking the Supreme Court to decide the issue of whether or not Trump has immunity from prosecution for acts he committed in furtherance of the 2020 insurrection. And the Supreme Court said, no, we're going to wait to see what everybody else says about this before we come down. Exactly. Okay, so that's good. I believe that's good. It's okay, but like I said, it's going to end up pushing the trial date back. Well, what was the March 4th date? That's the, that was when the trial was scheduled to begin. And the February? Uh, there is no February date. Something the 25th. On January 9th is when the Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia is set to hear all arguments on the issue. And that is what Jack Smith wants to skip over. Exactly. He wants it to go right to the Supreme Court. Because he knows it's going to end up going there anyway. But they already. But the Supreme Court said, we don't want it until you do this. Got to go through ABCD. So now he's got to do this February, January 10th thing. Because that's next. For, he's got a Jack Smith. That's his right. option, right? Yes. Well, he's got. Well, all he's got to wait now. Wait, he has to go through the appeal process now. For his appeal of the decision of the Supreme Court. Well, now he's got to wait. Like I said, they're having oral arguments on January 9th. We don't know when they're gonna, this, this appeals court's going to come down with the decision. They're hoping it will be expedited, but they don't know that for sure. So that's why I'm saying the trial date of March, 20, of March 4th is going to get pushed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all going to get pushed back. I mean, let's be honest. And also, it seems the court announced on December 13th that's going to decide whether the same federal law that's the center of one of the charges in Trump's case, which is barring the obstruction of an official proceeding, can be used to prosecute participants in the attack on the Capitol. Wait, who else would it be used for? I don't know. Somebody who's going to interrupt the... The charge is interrupting an official proceeding. Yeah. Storming the building, knocking it down. Barring the obstruction of an official proceeding. So for some reason, now the court said they're going to be deciding that issue as it pertains to the participants. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. Well, that's yeah. not all. Trump also is, uh, is going to play, uh, ask, is planning to ask the U.S. Supreme Court to review a decision by the Colorado State Supreme Court that effectively barred Trump from the election ballot. The primary ballot. Yep, the primary ballot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be coming up. And then also now you had just last week the Secretary of State for the state of Maine mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. that Trump mm-hmm. will be barred from the ballot. Citing because in Section Maine, 3 of the 14th Amendment. That decision is made. By the Secretary of by State. By the Secretary of State as yep. part of her job or part of his job or a part of their job is to decide who can run. That's what they do. She said not him for the same reason Colorado said not him. Keep going. That's basically it. I think I pretty much summed up everything that's going on with that. What's happening in Georgia? Haven't heard any more on that lately. Nothing from no, no, no. Nothing more on that. Letitia, where, where, are, we, where, where are we now? Uh, that, that should be, I guess, right, in the decision phase. Up, right? it, I think it has wrapped up. We're waiting for a decision to come down. I don't remember closing arguments. Neither do I, so I could be wrong about yeah. that. Um, so that's coming to a close. Yeah. And that now that is about... Um, him falsifying business records with the state of New York about yes. his businesses and their relative value. Exactly. On uh, different financial statements. Okay. It's not good to lie on those things. Nope. And not in those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Not, not, not in the way he lied. My God. Yeah. 
Okay, so all right. So there's a, there's a lot going on to keep track of. So I just thought we'd try to clear that up a little bit for everybody. It's a lot. I don't think we did any good in that regard. I think it's just as confusing as it was. <laughs> because you, you don't know what case is what yet. And then all of these, all of the filings that go into different courts and the Supreme Court and who can decide when they're going to see it and when they're going to hear it and what the decision is and when is it's, um, but what I mean, I mean, I don't think I'll be surprised if any of these cases now go to trial before the election, or if any of them do go to trial, whether well, they'll, they'll be completed before the election. Well, I'm pretty sure he's gonna he's he's gonna uh, lose it all in New York. Like, you, New York's gonna take everything. Oh time. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think that's pretty much his business is gone. Yeah, um, but that's gonna take a while because you know he's going to appeal. That yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's going to take a while to happen. I think there'll be a conviction before Election Day. I can hope. One can hope, but I'm not holding my breath about that. Yeah. I really want the Florida one to be... Uh, I really want her to, like, rub his nose in it. Who? Fawny Willis. Fawny. Fawny. Who? Fawny. The, the prosecutor in Georgia. Oh. Okay. Fawny? That's her first name? I think it's Fawny. Fawny. F-A-N-I. Okay, it's not twenty. No, <laughs> no. I it's asked 40. the same question. I think it's Forney Willis. Okay, Forney. 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 It's Forney. Thank you, Mr. Producer. Okay. Oh, he brings us donuts at party, brothers. Mr. Producer, <laughs> I'm talking to you, sir. I don't need a lot. Only what I got. <laughs> Plus a group tube of grease paint and a follow spot. Just a quick way, baby. Oh, God. I think we're going to move on to our next segment now. We're actually going to skip the week in fascism. Okay. There's nothing really majorly fascistic happened this past week, you know. Oh, right. They took off for the holidays, I guess. So we're going to move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. I watched this thing called... Muted. Muted? What was that on? Netflix. And? It was... Was it a TV series or a movie? It was a limited series. Okay. Six episodes. And it was the most watched uh, series okay. in the world, outside of America. Okay. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I watched it. It's good. It's really good. Spanish, subtitles, subtitles, but good. What's it called? Voice Dubbing. Over. Dubbing. Okay. Yeah, because if there's only subtitles, Stephen won't watch it. No, there's it's dubbed. It's dubbed pretty well, actually. Okay. It's got that very sort of European cool factor. Like they, okay. they, 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 they do really good with suspense. What's it about? It's about this guy, this kid who's getting out of jail for killing his parents. Okay. And or he wants to see his sister, who has since been adopted by this family. Okay. And the mother of the family has been following the kid who just got out of jail. Okay. Doing some sort of experiment sociologically with your, what you call psych, uh, psychiatry. And okay. Following him and keeping him on camera at all times. And it gets big and messy and awful, and it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got to look for that. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what did I say it was called? Muted. Muted, yes. Uh, on Netflix. Netflix. That's all right, cool. Yeah. Anything else? Probably. <laughs> oh, no, there was something that I remember that I didn't say that I watched. I can't remember. Go ahead. It'll come back. Okay. Well, first we watched a movie on Netflix called Malignant. Mm-hmm. 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 It's like this 
murder mystery involving some kind of slasher. And I don't know if you're familiar with the films of David Cronenberg, especially his earlier films. No. They get into, like, the grotesque. He's into a lot of body horror. Yeah, I don't like it. And this movie sort of veers into that territory. We did not expect it to happen at all. Good movie. We actually really liked it. Because you are perverted. (laughs) Well, thank you. So, yeah, that was a good horror movie to watch. Then we watched one on Prime Video called Better Watch Out. It was billed as a Christmas horror comedy. All right. And it's the cliche of the babysitter being terrorized at the house on Christmas Eve. All right. But there's a whole big twist in the middle of the movie, okay. which I'm not going to reveal. Okay. But good movie. It gets a little, little too long. They could have probably cut a few minutes off it and stuff. And the bad guy I just wanted to slap in the face is just so obnoxious. But that was a good movie. Okay. And then now we're watching, we're in the middle of a limited series called Fool Me Once on Netflix. Okay. It's all about this woman. She now works as a helicopter pilot, but it looks like she was in the armed forces and killed some innocent people as a, while a helicopter pilot. So now she's back home. Her sister was murdered four months earlier, and they never solved the crime. Mm-hmm. That sounds lovely. And now her husband's been murdered, and now they discovered that the gun that was used to murder the husband was also used to murder the sister. So who did it? We don't know yet. That's why we're in the middle of finding out. But it's really good so far. I definitely recommend that. I think it was. Uh, Joanna Lumley's in it. Patsy from Abfab. Okay, she plays at the family matriarch of okay. the husband. You know, the she's his, his mother. She's good. I like her. Joanna Lumley's awesome. Yeah. All so right. that was all we watched this week. It was a light week for us. There was something that I, I said, oh my God, I watched this. And I forgot to tell him about it last week. And I forgot it between then and now. And you still don't remember now. I just looked on my Netflix. You just Net- remember that you forgot that you remembered that you forgot. And I, and I can't remember where I found it. So it could be on Apple TV or it could be on Prime. Well, we don't get Apple TV, so that wouldn't help us anyway. You talk enough about HBO shit that if I want to talk about an Apple TV thing, I'm going to talk about I never Apple stopped TV you from thing. talking about Apple no, TV. I'm just saying we don't have it. Okay. All right. So, okay. Good. Good segment. Yes, I thought so, too. Yeah, nice. So we'll now move on to our next segment. God, Karen, you're so stupid. Yeah, it's time for some stupid people. And and this is for all the assholes, including Elon Musk, who had a hissy fit over the rock group Green Day changing the lyrics to the song American Idiot on their New Year's Eve performance on national TV. Because they changed the lyric, uh, I'm not a part of the redneck agenda, to I'm not a part of the MAGA agenda. And, oh my God, the the pearl clutching was unreal. To be overshadowed the next morning by the kiss. Which kiss? The gay kiss. Evidently, okay. Oh, it was New Year's and CNN was broadcasting it? At the moment it turned midnight? The first thing you saw was a gay couple kissing. A gay couple kissing. An interracial gay couple. (laughs) They didn't like that either. So anyway, of course, Elon had the comment about Green Day saying that Green Day goes from raging against the machine to milk-toastedly for it. Milk-toastedly? Yeah, there is no such word. No, (laughs) there isn't. And then, of course, his, his people chimed in saying that the band were sellouts and government bootlickers. It's like, if you know anything about 
the band. You know they're not Trump fans. Billy Joe Armstrong, the, the leader of the band, has said so enough times. And they've also changed that lyric before to this. And no one raised a stink about it. But this time it was on New Year's Eve on a national broadcast. And now everyone's, you know, getting smelling salts out. Too bad. It's like, grow the fuck up. He owns the song. Right? He's singing on New Year's Eve. You are sitting in your double wide. Complaining about whatever. Yeah. So, you know. And I have to say, Billy Joe Armstrong looks really good still. Does he? Oh, yeah. He really does. Mm. He's always yummy. He still is. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, to all those critics, including oh. Elon. Stupid! You're so stupid! That's, that is stupid. Right? It really is. I can't believe it was like, really? You're going to have a hissy fit over that? <laughs> It's just like any reason to raise a stick. Yeah, right? They're like, they love, they love playing the victim card. If you're getting down to, like, that's a problem for you, then, dude. Yeah. Oof. It's like, get out of the house then. Seriously, like, are you okay in, like, sunlight? <laughs> <laughs> Should you not be in certain temperatures? I mean, <laughs> what appropriate humidity level around you? <laughs> Come on. Uh. Oh, my God. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. Raindrops on roses. Oh, I love this. Whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages oh. tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. <sighs> I need a towel. It suddenly got very wet in here. <laughs> That's part of my night. Aww. Yes, folks, it's time for Five Faves. Okay. And tonight for Five Faves, the category is to name our five favorite TV shows when we were kids, i.e. age 10 and under. Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett? Yes. Okay, good choice. Carol Burnett, Comedy Hour, the Carol Burnett, whatever the fuck it was called. Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett. Very good choice. Thank you. <laughs> My first choice is the only cartoon choice. And that's the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. Yes, okay. Okay. Saturday mornings. Had to start um, the day off with that. I don't know that it was called the Bugs Bunny Road Runny. Well, for a while there was the Bugs Bunny show. Then there was also the Roadrunner show. Then they combined them together and they called it the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. How original of them. Yes. No, what was low was Looney Tunes. Well, Looney Tunes was the company behind them. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Looney Tunes Saturday morning version of whatever you just said. <laughs> oh, so you're just going to saddle onto my choice. No, because you picked something entirely different. than Because Looney Tunes wasn't always about the Roadrunner or Mickey Mouse. Or, but or we're talking Park. about specific TV shows of that period, and that was my TV show. Which was the Roadrunner Bugs Bunny Hour. Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. So, so, so now that's good. That's a good first choice. Good yes, for you. That is. inspires my second choice, which, which is, is Looney Tunes. There was no show called Looney Tunes. Yes, there was. No, there wasn't. Looney Tunes is the production company that made those cartoons. There was no show called Looney Tunes. Yes, there was. You Google it and you find out. You find that for me. I'm going to challenge you on that. Okay. So, um, can we move on while I'm doing this? This is why we need a fucking, what do I want to say? Uh, Looney Tunes. Big fat thumbs. (laughs) Looney Tunes TV program. 
Looney Tunes, 1930 comedy, 62 seasons. Cartoon shorts featuring the animated antics of beloved Warner Brothers characters such as Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny, Wiley Coyote, Sylvester the Cat, Tweety Bird, Melvin the Martian, Taz the Tasmanian Devil, Foghorn Leghorn, and Yosemite Sam. Yes, but there was no TV show called Looney Tunes. Hold on, hold on. Where to watch? Already watched episode guide. Um, I'm only on the first page. Things oh, know. my God. People was, was was Looney Tunes changed to Looney Tunes? <laughs> Why did Looney Tunes cartoon? Maybe you're thinking of Tiny Tunes? No, Looney Tunes. Okay, because Tiny Tunes was a cartoon. No, 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 Looney Tunes. Okay. You know what I saw? I'm sorry, dude. It's it's called it's called Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's not showing up there, is it? No, it's, it's, I'm trying to find it where it's not. Looney Tunes show. The Looney Tunes show. What is this? First. Actually, uh, in the Google... Oh, uh, something happened here. I can't see it. No. Anyway, that's you can't use that show anyway. Because that show's from 2011. You weren't 10 years or younger then. What? The date on that show is 2011. 2011? Okay. Yes. You were not 10 years or younger in 2011. You know what? You're just a dick. <laughs> American animated sitcom project. Is it American? This is Wikipedia. The Looney Tunes show is an animated... Yeah, and what are the dates? What are the dates? Okay. What are the dates? It's the 11th. Of what? No, of 2000. Just keep going. In other words, I win. Looney Tunes show, 2011. So there was no Looney Tunes show. No, it wasn't called the Looney Tunes show. It was just called Looney Tunes. Obviously, there wasn't since you can't find anything that says that. Okay. Looney Tunes TV program. Looney Tunes film series. Okay, how about 1930 to 1969? Okay. Looney Tunes is an animated franchise. Produced, begins a series of short films. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Every Saturday morning, I sat in front of the, I, the, the music. What was it? He's examining it. Like he's looking for the one piece of evidence that he can throw up and say, you see, this is, it could be, it doesn't have to be. I don't know. I don't see anything that specifically says it was a TV show, you know? Um, go back to the first sentence. Yeah, I, I see. First sentence, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies were initially mm-hmm, produced mm-hmm. by the young Schlesinger. Doesn't characterize it as a TV show. Merry Melodies. It characterized it as a series of short films. The M's were quarter notes attached. Well, I still have some questions about it, but I'll allow it. Right. <laughs> Your number two. My number two, Captain Scarlet. Do you remember Captain Scarlet? I do not. Do you remember the Thunderbirds? I remember that they were there. I never watched them. Well, these came out before the Thunderbirds. They were a sci-fi puppet series. Yes, sci-fi and westerns, you're you're never going to get me on. And there was this military force that was fighting against this alien race called the Mysterons. And all the members of the mystery of the uh, human force all had color names. There was Captain Scarlet... Uh, Lieutenant Green, Colonel White. That's a clue. And, of course, there was one trader called Captain Black, and he worked with the Misterons. Okay. So that was a big show with me when I was a kid. Good for you. Yeah. All right. I Love Lucy. I Love Lucy. Okay. Big one. Yes, it was. All the time. Especially since it was on all the, all time. the time. There wasn't an hour of the day you could not find it somewhere on TV. I My think God. that's still true. 
<laughs> Probably, Somewhere right? Somewhere on Earth right now, I Love Lucy is playing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Good choice. My next choice, Batman. Da -na 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 Batman? Damn right, the original series. The, the series, okay. I don't know if I watched the original run, but I remember watching the reruns when it was in syndication. Okay. Because I know that was like made in like, like the mid 60s, 66 to 68 or something like that. But I remember watching it when it was in reruns at that point. Okay. But I love Batman. Oh my God. It was so campy. It was great. Uh, yeah. Like, all the guest stars it on that. It always made me a little uncomfortable. Who? The Batman? Campy, the campiness. Why? Because it hit a little too close to the gay thing. <laughs> um, while I was that young. Oh, did it have some effect on you? It might, well, Robin was delicious. <laughs> You had a thing for Burt Ward, huh? Leah up delicious. <laughs> um, all right, so what's with this? I need another one? Uh, yes, you're, okay. up to, you're after you were... I'm trying to... I'm, your, this is your fourth one now. I don't want to leave anything important out. Okay. I'm going to go with um, uh, All in the Family. You were 10 years... You were 10 years or younger then? 1977 is when I was 10. Right, but it came out earlier than that. That would mean I would be younger than 10. Okay. You watched that early? Dude, there was... I was the youngest of a lot of people in the house. Okay. That was on... I ah, so that's that, that. I remember that my... my Oh, my God. This is the strangest thing. My parents would have the same couple would come over, and they were very good friends, very old friends. If you asked me their names, I wouldn't remember it. But they would come over, and it seemed that every time they came over, All in the Family was on. Okay. So I, as a kid, associated that couple with Archie and Edith. <laughs> so the, the the show was on, and I understand. I, I didn't understand everything that they did, but I, you know, I understood who was the funny guy and what the. I I, I but I always associated that couple, whoever they are. I don't know who they are. Who okay. they were. Um, my brother and I used to call my parents Archie and Edith. Really? So, oh, my God. They were so much like them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of people were. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Good show. The best. It was the best. My fourth choice, Star Trek. Mm. Had to go with Star Trek. Loved that show from the very minute I first saw an episode of it. You're not a Star Trek fan, huh? How many times are we going to have this conversation? <laughs> I mean, just in this episode, how many times are we going to have this conversation? Well, that was we were talking about the fantasy genre. This is more like science fiction. Yeah. So you're not in the science fiction either. No. You're so provincial. I'm, I might be. <laughs> Everything's so brown here. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, not for me. Not for you, huh? No, but I can appreciate it. Okay. You know, there's a certain amount of je ne sais quoi. Yes, there is. In uh, Star Trek. Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. So what is your fifth and final choice? The Flintstones. The Flintstones. <laughs> the Flintstones. Oh my god. Yeah, they Yeah, I love that they were they were on all the time. I love them. The honeymooners in the Stone Age. Yeah. That's how you know, that's what that's what how I learned showbiz was Did you ever see the episode when Bewitched appeared on uh Flintstone? the Flintstones? That was when the Flintstones jumped a shark for me. You know, it was like when, when once Marvin the Martian showed up, I was like, uh No, Gazoo. It was Gazoo. Gazoo. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, that, that uh, and then when um I know they started having guests from various shows all sudden. Yeah, it just it just it just like I say, it jumped a shark. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. But I used to love the Flintstones. I love the, you know, like, um, the celebrities 
when they were on and and like the the Flintstones version of their name. Yep. Yeah. Margaret Hard Rock. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been Hard Rock. Anyway, the Flintstones. The Flintstones. Okay. My fifth and final choice, The Flip Wilson Show. Oh, my God. Well, you were alive then. Yes. I was 10 years old when that show first started. Funny-ass show. And my so parents my parents had to know I was gay because I used to love imitating Geraldine, the character that Flip Wilson played in drag on the show. But that's not an eligible show for you. If Why? You, because if it came out when you were 10. Yes, I said 10 the, years and younger. That was a qualification. Look at your message. You know what? I don't care. I said 10 years or younger. Okay. You got a problem with that? No, because it would make, it would make this last longer. <laughs> so I'm going to say, I have no problem with that. What's next? We now come to our final segment oh of the God. evening. I hate this the most. Get off my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Yes, it's time for the grumpy old gaming gripe of the week. What you got for us? Look, if you live in a development, apartments, mm-hmm. that dogs are allowed. You're going to hear from time to time a barking dog. Yes, you will. So there's been complaints about Louie. Barking incessantly when he's left alone. Now, yeah, he's going to bark. Incessantly, nonstop, for any length of time? No. No, that's not this dog. There's no way. Yeah. I know it's not. Okay. So I go out there. I leave the house. I put him in a cage like he's like I do when I leave. And I go out and I stand on the sidewalk that's about 50 yards, 50 feet from the house, from the apartment. And I stand there. It's fucking cold. And I listen for the dog to bark. Okay, this is how psychopathic I have become. <laughs> because, it's like, the whole thing is now, oh, my God, you can't do anything. But you can't let the dog bark. The dog can't bark. You can't let the dog... The dog barks, man. That's what the dog does. He barks. He barks. There are certain times I, I kind of want him to bark. And there are times when, you know, he's going to bark whether we stop. If he sees somebody outside, the dog yep. is going to bark. Exactly. what the dog is going to do. So, uh, yeah, just the complaints about that, like... Tough shit. You're living a. He's not threatening. He doesn't bite people. He's not, you know, peeing on your lawn. He's not doing. He was barking in the apartment above you. Yeah. So, all right. That's my gripe. Shut up. That's my gripe. Okay. I wasn't saying anything. No, I'm saying. <laughs> shut up. Okay. This is my gripe. Okay. People should shut up. Okay. 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 My gripe, the boring thirst traps on these short videos. You just can't appreciate it. They're just, it's boring. These guys just like appear on camera with some music on, flexing and showing. It's just like, you're boring. You're boring me. I can go to porn and look at that and that's a hell of a lot more enjoyable. You're just standing there flexing. You ain't doing thing for me. Or these guys who go out there shirtless and wearing shorts and then they pull the shorts down until they reveal their crotch. And of course, they don't. The video cuts off then. It's like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're boring the shit out of me. They're getting clicks. And you know what? Instead of showing just your naked chest, show some ass. Show some ass and a tight pair of jeans or something. You don't have to show your crotch. Show your ass. We need to see more ass out there. I agree. I was thinking recently, I haven't been mooned in like... A dog's age, right? Yeah. It's been... Uh, <laughs> You know, where is all the mooning? That doesn't happen anymore. People no, I guess not. No, it's a it's a lost it's a lost part of the culture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, too bad. But yeah, so young man, please make your videos more interesting and show more ass. Yeah, 
I'm going to go full in with that. Good. Even though I'm not coming from a grumpy place about it. I think all the videos are fine the way they are. But <laughs> uh, if you want to add more ass, I, more yeah, I'm, ass. All about, I'm, I'm all about it. It doesn't have to be naked, but just have some wear something tight and show off those buttons, man. Naked is good. Right? Naked's always good, but... Thighs are good. I like the, th- the thighs. It's, uh, yeah, thighs. Right? So those, like, 1980s basketball shorts or the running shorts. Or thong bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. That and the sirens outside. Yeah. I want to thank my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast, for everything he does, whatever that may be. Yeah, I'm still wondering. <laughs> we'll figure it out someday. Let me know. Don't forget, you can follow us at our website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. And you can follow us for our postings on Facebook. And I think that's about it. Um, Anything you'd like to add? I'm trying to think of something snappy and sarcastic. And and don't forget to sign a petition and support Michael Califano. Oh, that fucking thing is such a... <laughs> right, it's disgusting. It is disgusting. It's just disgusting. No need for that to be happening in this day and age. No, but I'm glad that the people there are doing the right thing. That yeah, like I'm glad the community is standing behind them. I'm sorry, bitch, but we're talking about a school teacher. We're talking about a third grade teacher. Yeah. That across the board, the kids and the parents love this guy. And you're doing this mid-year. Year. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? What How you, disruptive what, can that be to these what kids? What are you teaching your kids? Yeah. What's important? Okay, so the kiss that he shared on Facebook was was beyond the line. So that's what they learned from the lesson. Anyway. Anyway, on that note, we'll say have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. Thank you.